You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Chatrice. Hey, y'all. I'm Louise. Hey, Louise, who I just saw literally yesterday. <laughs> Tell I me, know. Cuties, what have you been up? I, I personally love when we have weeks like that. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I just saw you like five seconds ago. I mean, legitimately um, 24 hours I left like, <laughs> 24 Literally. Hours. <laughs> Um, so since last week, well, so this week that we are recording, I am off, I'm on vacation. So that's really great. Um, it's involving, um, uh, seeing Chatrice for her birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank Uh, you. Our last episode. I don't know. Do you sometimes get confused? So this week, um, I am, uh, on vacation, like I said. And then seeing Chatrice, I'm staycationing for a couple of days. And then tomorrow I'm actually going down to Florida, which is really interesting because at the time of recording, I don't know if you've seen Chatrice um, today, like maybe three hours ago at this point, like the CDC just like updated their guidelines. And was no. like, okay, everyone who's vaccinated needs to wear a mask indoors. But I think their qualifier is only in counties where the risk of transmission is really high. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we've been new. The CDC is. It's not a trustworthy organization. It's very political. They did all of this wrong. And so, yes, I guess we're back to wearing. I have no idea. I have not logged into my work email to see, like, what does that mean for us? Yeah. Who knows? Who, who, who knows? I don't know. So, um, yeah. no, so yes, I I'm about to go down to Florida that. with all of that. <laughs> so you're about to travel. You're going to fly, right? Fly, which I mean, yeah. I'm down in Florida anyway, which I probably just need to wear a mask in general, right? Yes, you, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but it'll be fun. Um, so I'm going to see front of the pod, Kimberly, who, which is really yes. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but no, your birthday, you know, I'll let you tell your birthday, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm still really obsessed with barbecue now. I, like, I'm definitely committed to finding barbecue spots now that we yes. Yeah, it's been a good minute since I've had barbecue. So yes, you now you won't find another Amber. I can tell you that. No, she's one of the kind. Hey, Amber girl, um, who was like our server or floor staff? I don't really know what they call them, but yeah. So, um, since the last episode, which actually aired on the B day, but since we recorded it the last episode, I have officially joined the thirty plus. Club. I think that's just all I'm going to say, like for the next 15 years, I'm 30 plus. <laughs> Don't yes. worry how many pluses go along with that 30 plus, but currently it's only plus one. So <laughs> I am 31 now Leo season out and that's a cat slash lion sound. Um, and I had a bomb ass time, which I would literally would not have had had Louise and Tamara not been insistent that I do something for her. <laughs> Because I like cuties, y'all know, obviously, I talk about it a decent amount that like my house is getting renovated, right? And I was explicitly told that that house would be that that house, this house would be renovated by my birthday. And so that was like, I was building everything around the house being renovated. I was like, I'm gonna have a big house party, child. They just, what did they just do today? I have half of the bathroom floor in one of the bathrooms right now. Like, so needless to say, we are nowhere near done. And I was just really 
a little bummed about. I was like, then I don't know. I don't have a plan B. Like, I was like, I don't know what else to do for the birthday. Yep. I guess nothing. I'm turning 31. But Louise and Tamara, friend of the pod, put together such a lovely outing for me. We had brunch. And let me say, Excuse we me. put we put together with Shatrice's heavy advisement, I, which we knew that was going to be part of it anyway. So. Well, notice how I didn't say y'all put together a lovely surprise. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I feel like we were her event staff. We were her you what's it called? her logistical <laughs> staff. Y'all were on y'all were on top of logistics, but honestly, some like. I just felt very, yes, I felt Yeah, very I was going to ask you, how did that feel? Was, like, did that feel like good to, like, lovely. not have to, like, yeah. Let me tell you something. It felt it felt awesome because I was watching um, one of the sitcoms that I just kind of have in the background or whatever, and one of the characters on the show uh, called Happy Endings, she was, like, they were doing, like, Christmas gifts or wish lists or whatever, and she was like, I would rather be, because like, you're always disappointed with everything we get you. Just tell us what you want. And she was like, I'd rather be surprised than to not be disappointed by what y'all are doing for me. I'm like, no, I really don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. I'd rather forego the surprise to not have to deal with the disappointment. And so I was like, Louise was like very great doing my intake form, my assessment <laughs> of like what types of things I would want to do and things like yes. that. And I, I truly didn't know. I, I knew about like the brunch spot, but I didn't know which winery we were going okay. to afterwards. Yes, we did sneak yeah, in I, a couple surprises. Yeah, yes. I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> it was so funny because um, one of the folks that came, I was at her birthday dinner a couple of days before, and she was like, so what are you uh, doing for your birthday? I was like, it's okay. Like, I know. Like, it's not, like <laughs> oh, you know, like, that's so nice. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, I didn't know if I, because I was like, bitch, did you not get an invite was my like immediate response. Right. Like, oh, she's trying to like see if I know. Got it. Um, I was like, yes, I do. Um, but yes, the winery that we went to was so the winery itself was so nice. Location, yes. The location, the views, everything that you expect from a winery. That's truly, I was like, I actually am really glad we came here because I do love a good winery, just being out in that space. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the bakery that I love in Louise's town is what Louise brought up the mountain in a cooler without sliding around on a um, gravel this, road up the uh, oh my god <laughs> truly up some mountains damn it um it was so good did i just eat some before we recorded of course cuties will it be gone by the end of the week more than likely honey it's, it's so good i love that bakery so much thank you again for putting together a fabulous shout birthday out birthday, i would say uh, shout out to my what's it called shout out to my event co-chair or logistics yes. co-chair team yes. <laughs> I think we're. I think Tam is like we really do need to go into business together, like do yes. like a pop up picnic situation on the mountain. Yes, I and I really. It. And it was like I think Tam's and I first time really working together. She's very much the people logistics, like uh -huh. the invite, the just making sure. And obviously, it makes sense. Like y'all. Like she's in your social circle up in the mountain. Yeah, like it just makes yeah. sense. I love calling places and I love like ordering like more of that kind of stuff. And yes. so yes. we were able to do it. And I was like, maybe we should. Like it's clearly <laughs> a need in the mountain. And there is I don't a know, need. I don't know how we would do it, but listen, you know, what, what do they what do you say? What do other people say? You need multiple streams of income, yes. you know. Yes, yes. So and Tammy Lou LLC. <laughs> like, Tammy, <I'm> <laughs> Tammy Lou LLC. I'm waiting for it to happen. Oh, Louise, you asked me this question on my birthday. I'll answer it now. <laughs> Only two people from my past wished me a happy birthday, like two former Ooh. what have yous. So me moments. Tell us. 
Did you have one? Have you had one? I will say cleaning. Cleaning on Friday, I think, was it wasn't a me moment because it wasn't just a me activity, but I just sure. like woke up being like, I want to do this and oh, I can mm. do it myself. And yeah. I think just like taking care of my home space because I don't yeah, know if it's similar, sure. but like definitely if my house is a little bit out of whack, I feel like mentally also just like not super grounded. And so that was just mm-hmm. a good, it was a good thing on my end. But now like four days later, I'm like super committed to like, okay, I see things piling up on the couch. Let me, like, <laughs> you know, I was like, let me get rid of them. Like, you know, yes, making sure to like not clean. Two. Right, right. Making sure to like not clean. And then five days later, it looks exactly <laughs> the same way. I was like, I can work. I can work a little bit better on not just throwing things on a couch. <laughs> Couches make for such great throw space. Though, oh, yes. yes. All the time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, good for you. Um, I would say my me moment. Oh, actually, very similar to you. Um, more on the obviously like renovation side. But Friday before I had another birthday dinner to go to, I thought I was going to have a date with Standard White, who was I was telling you was like very concerned with my schedule. I was like, I'm telling you when I'm available. I don't have time for this. Like, take me out or not. I don't care. Um, like, the ball is in your court. But anyway, so since I didn't hear back from him, I was like, I'm not pressed. Whatever. I have so much stuff to do in general. But I finally started working on the stairs again, like my staircase, and just, like, getting it painted again and, like, seeing and trying to clear things out and starting to put things in my cabinet, which, of course, then made a whole mess in the kitchen for the, the construction crew. But I was like, it, it just felt good to see my staircase like cleared of all the junk that's supposed to be in the kitchen and like, you know, doing the painting and like it actually not being a disastrous mess like it was last time. And so that actually, like, I, I like felt so good doing that. I was like, honestly, if this birthday dinner got canceled, I'd be okay to just like work on my stairs for the rest of the night. Cause I was just yeah. like, it's just, I just like having those types of moments with my house. Cause like right now I'm like boiling in this fucking room and I need air, but like, you know, when I have the air and time to do projects, it's really nice. So that was, that was my little me moment. And hopefully I'll find some time because <laughs> I only did like three out of nine stairs. So I'm still like the project is definitely not done. So hopefully I can get back to that like this week. Now let's give a shout out for the culture, which we really already shouted out our, our homegirl <laughs> at the barbecue joint, Amber. So yes, shout out to you, Black Sis. Keep being great. Go finish your college degree and all that good stuff. Now, shout out for the culture of people we have never met. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, you know, this shout out for the culture this week is Issa Rae. But, yes. Uh, Issa Rae got married uh, very recently this past ooh, weekend. Ooh. Um, In France. In France, in, in a very French town name or French named town. Yeah, um, for sure. And it was funny because I was telling Chatrice when I woke up, I saw because I follow her on Instagram. And so I Same. she it was a photo of her in a wedding. It was a photo of her in a wedding dress. But her caption was like, oh, just a casual photo shoot with <laughs> this custom Vera Wang gown you know, B, oh, you know, my girls were there and oh my gosh, we're wearing the same dress. And I was very confused. And then I scrolled and I was like, oh, she got married and she's just playing yes. it off. So yes. it was just, it was just really great. She looked gorgeous, <laughs> like yes. absolutely gorgeous. Yes, also like an did. international wedding. I don't know how many people were there. Like I'd be, I want to know who's on the invite list, but yes. she looked gorgeous. Well- and that's what I, always, so the first thing, well, not the first thing, the first thing I noticed was like, oh, it's a right. Truly mine was like, oh, she's modeling a wedding dress. And then I, I think I read the caption before I swiped through the photos. And I was like, wait a second. 
wait, 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 what did she mean by that? And then I was like, oh, okay, nope, this bitch got married. Um, much like everybody else was. Because I guess she never posted her boyfriend and fiance. Correct. Someone said, I read, I think it was like on the shade room, like her long-term like partner. Yeah. And this and so like, article oh. that I had linked to talks about oh, long-term mm-hmm. boyfriend. And it says that they had been dating forever. Um, oh, okay. Because I was like, I hope she didn't just long. find this Negro when she got the money in the bank. <laughs> No, it looks like I don't think they said, but it's funny because I do remember someone being like, oh, like they saw that she had an engagement ring. I feel like I do remember like when that kind of was announced, but I don't think anyone made a big deal about it. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like I remember hearing something about that as well. And I'm like, do we not like so she never posted pictures with him? Like he was I don't think so. Or like nobody was just really paying that much attention to him. No, I think I think she hadn't posted him anywhere, which then, of course, it was like an interesting conversation on Twitter. People were like, you know, look at how Issa did it. Someone said, like, basically, like, look at her. She like posted him when it was like secured right like <laughs> yeah she got the ring like, i'm not telling y'all who i'm with until it is locked correct, down, correct. And i'm not mad at but i just thought it was comical all the people who were basically saying things like that like yes girl you better keep it private until you got the ring and the bling and everything else but i'm like who okay uh the people who say that who really wants to be kept off of their person's social media like let's be real honeys if my man had social media and literally never posted me and like this was at the point to where we were engaged and he was like active on social media (laughs) i feel a little type of way about it um that's just and i I like i like the conversation though that someone pointed out like yes right like don't i think the other comment i saw about isa is like you know isa is a good example of not being controlled by social media right that she doesn't mm -hmm. feel like she needs to share everything celebrity culture but uh the equally good point that i saw was like if it's really important for your partner to be shared on social media like that's something to consider Mm -hmm. right and so Mm -hmm. like for you it's a really good example um for me i'm like i don't I, i i guess i don't care i'm like i don't don't need to be i also sure like to keep my feed just me you know why ruin the brand (laughs) right like i'm also don't get me wrong i'm the face (laughs) of the page but I'm I would, I would do like what Issa did. Well, I would stories. do like what Issa did, right? Like it'd be a, it'd be a carousel or be. Like yeah. A, so the first photo is you. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. It doesn't it doesn't mess up the the page? But yeah, no, I get it. I get it. it. Um, and I know quite a people like that. Like I know multiple. I don't know if it's like a COVID thing or what, but I know quite a bit of people who are in relationships and they've never posted like their significant other on social media. Um, you think it's because they I, just started them. dating during COVID? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like what is the reason for it? But sure. Um, well, shit, probably because we have anything postable for the last year and a half but yeah true <laughs> that's part of it but no I like totally hear you and I think there's probably I, I feel like I've definitely heard a lot of people talk about like not posting people and honestly like I date and I've never posted any of them because I definitely am not about to post you if we're not like exclusive and mm, right. I'd say pretty serious like there's no need for me to post every guy I go out on a date with like at that point I'm just bragging um but yeah like good for Easter egg let's go ahead and invite our next guest out um I think she's here I think she's ready for us courting cuties get excited for a fascinating conversation on a term you may not have heard before because it was made up by our guests so you are about to hear about conveniencing we will be right back with Monet I'm super excited. We are back. 
with the one and only Monet. And be sure to put that PhD behind it, that doctor before it. Okay, y'all need to know, according to cuties, that we have an official scientist here. Now, Monet, I do have a question about 5G, but we can talk about that offline because <laughs> I feel like anything remotely close to science, I just defer to you on, but we can talk about that later. So anywho, Monet, tell us, tell the courting cuties a little bit about yourself and who you typically date. Okay, yeah. So I'm Monet. I am, I guess, a newfound courting cutie. Yes, <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I am all about everything unapologetically Black. Um, I love being a Black woman in America. Um, I love those that I'm surrounded by. And I just, just trying to enjoy life, you know, and just trying to be out mm -hmm. here, you know, mm -hmm. surviving and thriving and just being a mover and shaker. Um, yes. And who I typically date. So I really don't have a type. I feel like when I was back in high school, it was more of a, a thing for me <laughs> where it was like, oh, he has to be athletic and tall. But, you know, I'm 4'10 four, I'm and three quarters. So fun fact. Yes, for the three quarters. <laughs> yes, that is the same height as Harriet Tubman. It's so funny because People will sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, I thought she was tall. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I did you know her? You didn't. Exactly. So I had to do how tall she was. But she is fortunate and three quarters. So shout out to the Harriet Tubman Museum up in upstate New York. Yes. Um, and so pretty much like everyone has always been taller than me, even the guys. I don't like to say the word like short. I say fun size. So mm -hmm. um, even the, the men who are fun size are still taller than me. So I <laughs> yes. Really, I think, had any issues with people um, being taller but typically it's been guys who have been much taller than me that I've dated um I'm all mm -hmm. about black love like I have no issues with like dating outside the race but I I love black men so that's who I typically date <laughs> fair enough well and as a member of the fun size crew myself yes that is uh I guess kind of sort of one of my favorite things about dating I'm like I never really have to be that anal about height like it doesn't really matter like it's I'm pretty sure you'll be taller than me I literally lost Louise in Walmart the other day because I couldn't see over the damn shelf listen it is not a fun fact from the world out here honey it's not like <laughs> like ish is tall and y'all at clubs too y'all get lost in the clubs like I'm yes. just like where's oh my gosh where's Chatrice <laughs> Yes. Well, because it's like whenever we used to go out clubbing, especially like in undergrad, I would wear heels. But guess what? So would all the 510 bitches. So we're all still like I'm like, I can't gain exactly. anything if everybody's wearing heels. So exactly. I just was like, you know what? Flats are fine with me. But anywho. OK, so Monet, um, for probably about like a half a millisecond, the three of us worked at the same place. But you and I still work in close proximity. So. Tell us from your perspective what the dating scene is like in your flesh hour town. <laughs> Outside of what people probably already know about what you have described, um, <laughs> I would say it's pretty abysmal um, mm -hmm. in terms of like finding um, what I like, which is black men. It's, it's, it's pretty abysmal. I mean, there are people around here um, who exist and I think who are on the dating scene, but it's really hard to tell um, because of the, you know, hustle and bustle of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're in a predominantly white area, so it's kind of hard. So we have to sort of date outside of 
you know, the the city limits and the things. local proximity. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, at first I was like, wait, is she about to say we have to date outside our race? Which I feel like we <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm I I am not against it for others. So, you know, I, I understand it. but for me, it but for me, it's a hard pass. It is very, it's very real, though. You know what I'm saying? Like in these kind of areas, you know, if you, if you catch somebody who is a little less melanated than you, like you know, I mean, this is kind of the place where it happens. Yes. Um, so I I get it, and you know, like I said, I don't I don't knock it. You know, it's not it's not for me. Um. I haven't had like a Channing Tatum come by and say nothing to me. Oh my has God. anyone, has <laughs> anyone had a Channing Tatum come by? Girl, not out in these streets. Like what you going to get out here is more of like Duck Dynasty. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tiger King. Tiger King, Tiger you King. know, things of that nature. The guys who are one, more one with nature, I think, than, than Channing Tatum. But no, I completely, completely understand. Um, and then finally, how would you currently describe your uh, relationship status? And we'll get into this a little bit more later. But like, generally speaking, if a rando asked you, what would you say? Um, I would say I'm, I'm dating. Okay, okay. And you're like, and the end. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous, Monet. Thanks for introducing yourself. So um, I definitely wanted to include this segment on today's episode, specifically with you here to give us your feedback. I gave you a little bit of a preview <laughs> over oh, the weekend. Go. But- I'm excited. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do our tales. All right. This is a Tales from Hinge, uh, where Chatrice and Tinderoni have been talking for a couple of days. So where do you live? I live in the mountain, WBU. A word. Live in the live in Star City, but I work in the mountain. Bet. So when are you taking me out so I can see if you're better at this in person, LOL. This is in reference to him saying he wasn't good at online dating. Ha, taking you out like a date. Ha ha. Add me on Snap. Snapchat handle. Is it really so funny on a dating app? Add me on Snap and I'll explain. Gotta see you anyways. Say no evil emoji. What's the say no evil emoji? Is that the the devil horns? Like, hear oh, no evil the monkey. Okay, okay, yes, the monkey. Yes. Okay. Or at least that's what I thought it was. I don't know. It was yes. no, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> doing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I look like my photos, my Insta is attached, and I don't have a snap. Shoulder shrug emoji. <laughs> what? LOL, how you don't have snap. It's 2021. Ha. Yeah. So why do you still have a snap? Because it's 2021 and most people have it, LOL. And because when I meet pretty people like you, I like to video chat. We can do that on here, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can. But I'm about to head out on a date with someone who actually wanted to take me out. Smirk face. (laughs) Talk to you later. TTYL. LOL. What? I just want to Snapchat so I can see you more visually and talk. I only take girls out if they deserve it. Dates is a privilege, not a necessity. Okay. Good luck finding a girl who feels the need to prove her worth to you. Peace emoji. 
uh, I think everyone should so they won't waste their time. If she can't prove to me that she's worthy, they, why would I marry her? And this has been Tales of a Tenderoni. So, yeah, let's just hop right on in with our thoughts. We'll start with Monet because, Monet, you are making very different faces than you were when I described this yesterday or a couple of days ago so what like I know there's additional information so like what, what what's going through your mind right now so I would say first off first off this is very interesting not to be like you know as I said before like a black male apologist or a male <laughs> apologist or whatever I feel like like part of this at the end you know not like I said you know I'm probably making concessions but I feel like he may have experienced some trauma or he may mm-hmm. have got triggered in some way when you had mentioned to him like Oh, I'm actually about to head out for somebody who I'm about to head out for some to <laughs> meet up with somebody who actually wanted uh, to take me out. And he may have just responded in kind to try to like cut deep because he internalized it. And mm. I think that he was trying to back out of it by trying to like then further explain, you know, the rest of his thoughts. And he actually you know, I wonder if if you wouldn't have said that, like, would he have still responded in the same way to say dates are a privilege? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. when when you had told me previously, I thought he had just came out and said dates <laughs> necessity, and I was like, oh, like that's problematic. But now I think that he may have responded because he may have gotten offended when really it wasn't. Like, I'm not trying to say that it was your fault or anything. I'm no, saying, that's like, fine. <laughs> I think I think that he made it too deep. Mm-hmm. And he internalized yes. it. And it really wasn't that serious. And that's one thing that I feel like with, you know, dating on these um, online dating apps. Really, I'm not an expert, right? But I just feel like you can't really take things too personal, right? Because you don't know these people and they don't know you. And so it's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like you have to somehow decipher some of that stuff out in whether you want to pursue that with a person or not. And if you want to, you know, invest your time in that person for however long you're going to be invested or not. I, I feel like some of the stuff that he was saying, you know, in terms of first off, first off, let me go back and move on. <laughs> when he first started saying like, add me on snap and just trying to like avoid video chatting you on the actual app. It's just like, this is why the app is for like, you're on here already. Right. Like being to another platform, like it's just inefficient. Like just see me on here. And then maybe I may add you on snap. I may not, but like, while we're here talking, we can go ahead and be visually seeing each other on the app. Like, I, I don't understand why we need to change apps. It's still an app, whether it's Snap or whether it's whatever fill in the blank online dating app. It's still an application. So I don't understand. So he was doing the most there. Like, that was just, that was a lot. Well, um, and I, that happens, I feel like, more than folks would think a lot of times of course people will be like you know can I get your number but it'll be like literally hi can I get your number and it's like oh I haven't even responded or said anything to you like I would like to not give you any more personal information yet but yeah sometimes people will be like I want to talk to you on this other app that I'm on like a lot of guys will be like um add me on Instagram too like it's like the same kind of zhuzh, like dm me what well then why are you on here like what exactly, just, exactly. and I'll think to Instagram and I think a lot of people need to realize this is kind of you know um when I was on like the online dating app, like the way that I approached it was, you know, I need to be like, we need to be on here. I don't, cause you know, for some people, like there are boundaries in terms of my social media, there are boundaries with my phone number, there are boundaries mm-hmm. with 
XYZ, whatever I choose it to be, I'm on here as sort of a boundary and a comfort zone here. So let's mm. stay on here. And I feel like I don't understand why people want to just float to other things immediately when it's like, this is where I am, you know, kind of comfortable right now. The other thing I want to say, dates is a privilege, not a necessity. I got to say it like he said it, even though it's yeah. dates are not a privilege. Uh, no, yes, grammar, dates, grammar. dates not. Dates not a privilege. So I, I just feel like for that, once again, I don't know whatever this man's experience was. I guess it's not up for negotiation or whatever. But I just feel like it's also this narrative where on one end of the spectrum, right, people who are accomplished, people who are ex- successful, people who have things going for them, you know, there's a certain standard to where like, okay, you're a gift, you're a prize based off mm-hmm. of society, whatever, whatever. Sure, you know? sure. So some people kind of play in that space of like, I'm a gift and, you know, Sometimes that modesty is not there. And so they say things like this. (laughs) Where I think the problem at the most problematic times that this come up are people who kind of don't really have a lot of things going for them. And then they have this false sense of confidence where it's like, honey, like, I'm sorry, but you don't really have much to your name to be out here talking about dates is a privilege. Well, and Multiple also like people, one privilege. <laughs> and people don't know you, right? So you may be someone who is worthy of, it's a privilege to date you, but like, I don't know you. You are like any other fool on this app, right? And so Every I don't have this one. context. Like, unless I'm talking to Channing Tatum, then yes, that date is a privilege. But you, sir, are not Channing Tatum. I didn't even take it so much as him saying like, dating me is a privilege I just thought he was saying to t- generally speaking but I mean I guess that that is the same thing generally speaking like to take someone on a date is a privilege and I but I mean I still couldn't follow his logic or his reasoning for right. either one of those because what I was saying to Monet this weekend I was like but here's the realty here is the realty and the reality is that this Negro did look like he was about too much more than anything, anybody else on these apps, right? And so I'm like, what are you even going to do on a date? Take me out for a two for 20? Like you think you, <laughs> you know, getting change back from a 50 is like a privilege. Like, I don't understand what part of the dating experience is a privilege. Because I, like, I'm like, okay, let's break it down. Let's break it down. What the most basic Negroes, hoteps, and folks out there think is a date is to go share a meal, Okay, so we're going to go to dinner. How much do you think you're spending on dinner? You're going to spend maybe $20 on you, maybe $20 on me. You could, in theory, or we could, in theory, go Dutch. Now, I would never, you know, propose that. But if a guy, like, I just always, like, when I'm on a date and they're, like, together or separate, I look at him and he has to make that choice. I can always pay my own way. And so I'm like, so one, I I get the sense that he's saying it's a privilege because he's going to want to spend or he's having to spend money on me or, you know, money on someone on a date, right? That dates don't even have to be like about spending money. Like we could meet up in a park and do something. I've gone on a date that cost $5, maybe 10. I can't remember, but like we were like at an arcade or whatever. And so I didn't have the energy to go back and forth on like, what, like, what did he mean by a date? But that's just what I assumed is that he meant. I was gonna say, that's a good point. Like that's something where it's like, what are people defining dates as? Like, is he, defining it as I need to spend money on somebody. So then I need Probably. to make a set of decisions on whether this person is worth my money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand that you may think that, but in terms of, and then I guess the other part of that is, is like, are you worth spending time with? 
is another way mm-hmm. where it's like, is that a privilege? And I just feel like mm-hmm. if it's the latter, I I feel like, you know, that's kind of a little harsh thing to say in terms of, you know, I understand like protect your peace, protect your time, fine. But I don't know if that's like the best first impression that I would respond to mm-hmm. in terms of money. That's, that's the other thing, right? Like, I think a lot of people are, are assuming that when people say, take me out on a date, you know, people are thinking that that means like, you need to take me to like Ruth Chris and spend like so much money on me. And I feel like there right. are some people out there who feel like that's what makes a date worth it. Or like, that is the only date that they want to go off on or whatever. Like, I don't understand. But for most people out here, like a date is just like, let's meet up, let's spend time. First, I want to make sure that you are the person that you say you exactly, are. Exactly. Yeah. Basic things. And I think a lot of people just kind of, you know, ascribe a certain context to dates when it's like listen I'm not saying that when we meet up on a date we're going to get married the next day it's like I just want to spend time with you see how you are in your element and like that's it just vibe that Mm -hmm. is it there are really no other requirements to that now will I make my own observations after this date (laughs) on whether I proceed forward that's for me to judge of course yes don't don't mess yourself up and self-sabotage before you right Exactly. Exactly. Well, and it's so funny because it's so funny that you say like, we're just, you know, doing a vibe check or whatever. That's what I actually feel like I need to start saying to guys. Um, Hey, you want to take me on a vibe check? Let's just do a vibe check. Because check your vibe. I, check your vibe. we just want to check vibes. Because when I tell you the number of profiles I've seen in the last like six months to a year that are just like, you know, I just want someone to vibe with. I just want the vibes. And <laughs> da, da, da. we look, I need you to need to vibe with somebody what are we like, what in the Erica Badu are we doing? Like, I don't really like understand this. Um, and I will say to in his, maybe in his defense a little bit, like I, I don't disagree with like wanting to, to FaceTime people. Like we were just talking to mm-hmm. Demona Hoffman, the dating, like what is a uh, certified dating coach. And she was saying, you know, you should, you know, do a phone call beforehand or a video chat or something like that but it was kind of just like we because you know of course I trimmed this a little bit but like he was just doing the whole "Ooh, you're so beautiful whatever whatever and when we found out we lived in the same area my immediate thought was like oh like, let's meet up like this because like you said usually we have to date outside of city limits to like date a person of color date a black person or whatever and so I'm like oh you're like within a kind of close vicinity let's meet up and he, he has to do like this whole thing. And so I do think maybe if it was like, if some of the stuff was phrased a little bit differently, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been so like Ugh, about it. Cause there's nothing wrong with asking someone for a video chat beforehand. Like, it was just. I like what Monet said about um, impressions, right? So this isn't, this isn't how you would talk mm-hmm. to someone normally I would hope, but maybe you would. <laughs> right. But I also, I think I'm also here for, I'm also here for like, guys like showing who they are like right off the bat right like if if you're just being this kind of like if you're kind of just being in this kind of like flirty way right because I feel like the convert the tone of the conversation shifted when you shared Chatrice that you're like you know I'm getting ready for this other date because you know you can't get your shit together I can't remember if this is the same guy or another guy and I think about how this other person responded to you being out on a date or getting taken out and I think that person responded in like a positive pretty positively right it wasn't this way and again I don't know if yeah. it was just another guy or this guy it was a, but it was a different guy was I different am guy. prone to telling other Negroes that yeah. I'm going on dates 
with actual people and maybe Which, that's and my think, own whatever no but i think but i think that's fine because it's it's kind of like uh, again when you look at both of those responses the person responded positively that's fun that's like lighthearted. like don't take anything too seriously but like why is me slash you mentioning you're going on a date now elicit this like really weird self-centered egotistical response when mm-hmm. this is your opportunity to like step up you know, yeah. so I think again, like and when it again, when when they were saying about like impressions, I'm like, this is just leaving a bad taste in my mouth where I would just like exactly. not want to pursue anything further. And I think, like I said before, mm-hmm. like I think that this person, because you're always dealing with different people, like I said, I think that person just internalized it when it was like, it's really not that deep. And like, I think, like I said, it's about the investment in reaching out to people and matching with people where you have these sort of level of expectations. And really, I think you should just go in and just like, he should have went in, you know, regardless, because if you're on a dating app, it, this clearly isn't a exclusive dating app. Like Thank I think you, I mean, that I think truly is the piece that like, these guys are dumb as hell. Like I really do think every time a guy is in a conversation with me, he thinks I am the only person who or he thinks he's the only person I'm having a conversation with. And mm. I sometimes when I when it's like stuff like this, I'm like, I really don't mind saying like, honey, I'm on another date. Like, I, like, I just need to remind you that you're not the only person out here. So since I have to prove myself to you for you to take me out to get some damn buffalo wings, then OK, like I'm just going to go out with the guy who asked me out like no, no frills, no, you know, anything, no um, um, conditions can attach to it, because I think. First of all, it's like, so I, you're saying I have to prove myself to you. Well, what are you proving to me? Mm. First of all, like who said I wanted to go out on a date with you? You were the one who said you were close to me, like in location and proximity. So I was like, oh, well we can meet up. Cause to me, like you said, Monet, to me, it wasn't that deep. Like, and that's, I do think I have a very different opinion about like what a date means in a lot of guys, because when he threw in that last piece of, uh, she should prove that she's worthy. Cause why would I marry her? I said, who was talking about marriage? Like, I don't. Right, we're, we're jumping the gun a little bit. Just a tinge. I was like, I don't even know your last name. Who was like, like we were gonna eat burgers. There was no rings involved, no proposals, and like the onion that he, rings. That was about right. It. Maybe <laughs> onion rings, and that is it. But Maybe like, it's those really can, good fries that we had. Yes. You know. Oh, yes. At, yes. At the barbecue that joint. That was it. I think there's like one of two things too. Um, I think one like. Like I said before, I don't know if this person experienced some trauma or whether there was maybe a past relationship or a past person they met on the online app that really just kind of got them in Mm -hmm. that kind of mood to where that's just how they approach the Mm -hmm. next kind of women or whoever else they approach. I think that that's very interesting that they probably have been triggered, even though it was a, I would think on our end, like a minor thing. Sure. Um, and I think also too about the date, I think there's something else that is a interesting piece of this. And I'm not sure, like I said, I don't know this person's experience, but maybe the the date thing is them saying that's their boundary. You know, like maybe they're not ready to move forward on a date and they just mm-hmm. assume that you were trying to meet up quickly, even though, right? Like when you get on these dating apps, Yeah, I was. <laughs> you, know, you, you assume, right? Like, hey, let's meet up. Let's, let's meet each other. And I don't know if, you know, maybe for some people like that's their boundary to say I'm not ready to meet right now or this may mm-hmm. be fast I think the 
the only I think that's fair right like I think that's because like I said like if a guy's like hey how you doing what's your number like if that's the first thing I'm like whoa like slow your roll but right. Right. Like, I, that's my like I'm uncomfortable with that but I would hope and I believe I articulate that somewhat somewhat so that I express that it's I don't I'm uncomfortable like I, that's just what it is and this was yeah. less about he didn't articulate it as in like, hey, this is something about me. He said, you need to Brian, do your work. Like, so he, he made it about me. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, yeah, he's, he's a poor communicator. The moral of the story for this tales is that everybody out on these dating apps just need to try a little harder. That can include me as well. I'm fine with that because if I sense a little attitude, I will give it right back. <laughs> and in between where I had said, um, said that I was going on a date, there was like a couple more like exchanges, but they weren't super relevant to like the track of the story. But I'm like, sorry, honey, if you're not putting it on sweet and thick and lovely, I probably won't be either. <laughs> you know, maybe that's my own shit that I need to deal with. But I think the best that we can do for everyone, or the best that we can do for ourselves and others on the dating apps is just to try to communicate in a way that you would want to be communicated with. And I honestly don't know if someone, if a guy told me um, he was about to go out on a date, which actually a guy has told me that before. I was like, oh, well, okay, have a good time. Like, are we still going out later? <laughs> That's all I was. Like, right. I'm like, I'm not mad at you for going out on a date. And he was probably trying to do like a little like uh, energy check, which is basically what I'd be doing when I say I'm going on a date or whatever. Like you have, there's many ways that you can respond to this, but I was like, okay um have fun and I don't really want to like hear the details of it but like that's fine we're single so anywho anywho so I want us to move on to our main topic which I'll I feel like these are two parts of one main topic which is totally fine but I wanted to bring Monet on this episode specifically because when was this I don't even know maybe at the beginning of the year or something when actually the three of us were trying to like get a U-Haul to move a mattress across the street and down the way. It was a journey, truly a journey. And on our journey, Monet coined the term conveniencing. And so I definitely want to bring her on to talk more about conveniencing or convenience dating. And when I typed it into the little Googles, there were some articles on it too. So I was like, okay, Monet is just giving us an even better term for some things that some dating experts are already talking about. So I'll just start with this question for you, Monet. Tell us what you mean by convenience dating. Like, what does that term mean to you? Or like, what made that term come to your mind in that U-Haul that day? <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, um, I think conveniencing came to me because I, not by personal experience at this point, but um, from me talking to a lot of my friends um, who were on the dating app and, you know, also in structastic conditions where, you know, the people that were their type or what they were looking for weren't really around in abundance, uh, similar mm. to what we were talking about earlier. And so they were just kind of picking people who they normally would not pick, um, probably in a more abundant um, setting. And so I just called it, you know, conveniencing every time we were talking, you know, because I think when you, when we were talking about these things, they would basically always have some sort of guilt or shame about this person. Mm -hmm. would always come up 
and just, and, you know, and then for me, it was like, well, you know, this is an experience where you're dating, you're trying to test the waters. You're also in an area where it's kind of rough out here, like rough out Mm -hmm. here. You know what I mean? And so I was just kind of like, you're conveniencing and don't have any shame in that, you know, just kind of see where things go because you never know if that person may, it, you know, because conveniencing, I think we've all done it. We've all done it. Like I said, I'm not doing it currently or whatever, but we've all done it at some point in our life, right? Where some person, whether it was agreed to by a mutual party to say, hey, we're chilling, we're hanging out, we're vibing, mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> else adults do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of, well, this is kind of in the moment. This is kind of convenient for us right now or convenient for me. And, you know, there are also situations where, some people don't know that they are the convenient sir and like they are well yes so that yes you know (laughs) sometimes it happens feelings kind of complicate things with that but but I think um and so that's what the term means to me is basically where you know kind of in the moment where you are um you're just kind of meeting someone spending time with them in whatever fashion just for what is convenient for you at that moment in whatever circumstance you know at that present time well and I'll add to your definition from lovepanky.com um, and they where they say a relationship of convenience can also be because two people don't want to be alone um, they don't mm. necessarily want to be together in the long term but right now they want someone uh, to be able to be to do their regular relationship things with so this could be going out this could be sexual fulfillment etc and so would you say that's kind of like similar to what you're saying too yeah that's absolutely exactly on point with what I'm saying and I yes. yeah that's what it is that's what it is. Well, so, okay. So to a point that you mentioned earlier about sometimes you don't know if you're the convenience like, are there any rules to conveniencing? Like, should you tell someone that you're just doing this out of convenience? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think that comes down to the conversation, you know, when, because I think that comes down to a conversation in order for you to not hurt anybody's feelings, if you care coming in, right? Like I think for me, I'm a very openly communicative person. And so I feel like for me, it, it, it's, you know, in the past, it's been like a conversation of, you know, well, this is kind of what I want right now. And mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of get that other person's thoughts or opinions. And then you kind of, you know, if, if it goes kind of deep, with things and you know you kind of set up guidelines I would say personally for me I have only had kind of conveniencing with people that I was friends with um so I've never actually stepped outside of a friendship because for me I'm a person who really likes to trust people um with my person and um that's just kind of how secure I am so it really was kind of I think easier for me to kind of vibe or hang with people um but I think you know if it was anybody outside of that definitely having a conversation um and sort of say like this is kind of what I'm looking for this is kind of what I want out of this and just being clear because you always have that conversation or I, you know you've always heard from friends or somebody's been through it where you know the the other said party who was using the person for convenience scene is like oh well you knew what this was or you know mm. I this wasn't what this was and it's just like well if we had a conversation 
mm-hmm. then, you know, because I thought the things, because that's the thing, right? Like when you have these sort of community agreement, if you will, um, or community guidelines with it, you know, like it's something where it's, it's clear. So mm-hmm. that way it's like, if there are things that complicate it, it's like, well, we already talked about this. We knew what it was. And not to say that that absolves, you know, any sort of feelings or complications sure. coming up later, that can always happen. But I feel like if you're kind of open at first, I think that it just kind of is what it is. And open conversation is probably rule one to that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is to be open and, and clear. And then number two is, you know, just check in, check in with yourself. How are you feeling about the convenience scene if you have agreed to doing this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, are your feelings getting involved? Are you noticing the other person's feelings involved? Um, and y'all may need to do little check-ins at some point, like, you know, what is this? You know, are we still conveniencing or, <laughs> you know, are, are we, are we actually- I'm feeling late? convenient still. Are you still convenient? Because <laughs> this is convenient for <laughs> I mean, me. <laughs> you know, like, just kind of checking yeah. and just kind of being like, you know, like- What are we doing? Hey. What are we doing? Like, are, are things, you know, are you okay in this? Are things fine? You know, because at some point, right, like, I think that's the thing that happens with conveniencing is that when people don't know when to cut it off, when they're just kind of like, I am done with this, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking to somebody else. I've actually found a person to fill in where I don't need to be conveniencing mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know when to cut it off. So I just feel like that's a good way as a cushion to say, hey, like, maybe we should check in and talk about this or letting people know, like, hey, I met someone because then you start getting into like ghosting and all this right. other stuff. And then you start complicating it unnecessarily. And then it's like, well, why are we, you know, so that's what I'm saying, like setting boundaries and whatever, whatever. And yeah. I think that those are like great rules. So that way you can actually have like a really safe and secure conveniencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it like cuts down on a lot of the anxiety and all the unnecessary things. And also you're openly communicating with somebody and learning skills or honing in on skills you already have. Um, assuming they have the skills but yes (laughs) Louise I wanted to ask you have you ever convinced someone or been the convenience have you gone to the have you ever gone to the convenience store (laughs) (laughs) yes I've gone to the convenience store for my hot Cheetos and Arnold Palmer's um um, yes I have convenience dated if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. So I think, but I think not the the E, so not that it was done to me, I was kind of like the initiator. Um, mm-hmm. And it was funny because I think that was mostly happened during my time at the end of the mountain. And when Monet was talking oh, yes, about like, yes, kind yes. of like cutting it off. And for me, I was able to cut it off because I was like, bye, see you later. My person didn't know much about my life outside of what we were doing because when I mm. said oh I'm leaving like I got a new job they're like oh I didn't even realize you were unhappy <laughs> you got a job? I, didn't, I didn't even realize you were unhappy in your job and I was like yeah I didn't really talk about it like it didn't I actually I think I said it didn't come up which it didn't right so like I knew that I think it was in that moment that I realized oh this was definitely very boundaried if that makes sense like it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't about getting yeah. to know each other this was just a I would almost say my convenience dating was like a Netflix and chill because that's literally all it was and <laughs> I think part of the other stipulation rule that I would have for convenience dating is that it's almost very siloed like it doesn't really uh, what's it called meld into other aspects of your life it's almost yeah. for me it, it's almost very um kept very much in a in a in, in a, a vacuum sort in yeah. a vacuum in a vacuum of sorts 
Yeah, because so I think when I hear you, Monet, talk about convenience dating, um, as well as love panky and bustle.com, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what that sounds like to me is what I've described as casual dating. Um, mm. and I feel like I for a moment, for a few moments, I don't know. Um, here and here every now and then, I'm like very like, I'm okay with casual dating. I just want to go out, have someone take me out on dates. We do a little smooch smooch here, a little touch touch there. And it's not like that deep. Like, I don't see this being a part of my future. And I've honestly had a really great time with um, guys that I've convenienced or been conveniencing with. Um, I think for me, it all, it always fucking turns into this and maybe this is something that I shouldn't expect outside of an actual real romantic committed relationship but for me consistency that's all I ever fucking want in this world is consistency I'm like can we just say because who I feel like you said it earlier Monet with the tales maybe um of like sometimes we're so used to or maybe I was reading this somewhere sometimes we're so used to guessing like does he like me? Does she want me? Do they love me? Where it's like, you know, when are we going to see each other now? Like, I don't know if they want to see me. And I'm like, how about we just pick a day out of the week? Thursday. Great. Every Thursday, we know we're hooking up, we're hanging out, we're doing whatever our thing is. And that way I won't be the nervous wreck that I know I can be going like, I don't know what's happening and things like that. And I, I talked to one guy in particular who we were committed to not being committed I don't know whatever and you know we did our little check-in and he was like you know what do you need for me and I was like I just want I said what I just said to y'all I was like I just want one day a week can we see each other one day a week and like that can be it and he was like yeah that can work now of course it didn't eventually work and so then I was like <laughs> goodbye um but I was like that's those are my needs that's that my needs I think I feel are pretty simple I don't want to be guessing when we're going to see each other again. Um, and yeah, we don't have to like get real deep with the feelings and the life and the things like that. But like, I just want to know that you'll be around because if you're not going to be around, then what? Like, this is not convenient. Like, it's just like, what are we what are we doing? So, yeah, I definitely think that's an interesting way of like framing casual dating, too. So why do y'all think people get so afraid of like those kind of conversations even if it's even if it's for something more casual because I am because I feel like people do get scared of having them the conversations or get annoyed at someone wanting to have a conversation with them I think it kind of pigeonholes them into some level of commitment even if it's not Mm. saying it's a commitment Mm -hmm. I think that it pigeonholes them to say I am committing to something and Mm -hmm. even even how small it may be, I think it really scares people to say, wait, like putting parameters on this, this is actually like, like, a, you know, more structured mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And so then it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I just want this to be open-ended. I don't want this. It's not yeah. that serious. It's not that deep. And I think it's just the act, like the thought of like just a commitment of some sort may scare mm-hmm. people, that's my opinion. And I was going to say really quickly, I think it's part of also not knowing how to communicate um, and this is like tangential, but related. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the best communication that can happen in a dating and relationship or in dating relationship structures are like those 
um, relationships that might be like open or poly or even like mm. BDSM and kink, right? Like where you really have to communicate. I like yes. this, not this. If you do this, then I'm going to do this. Right. And mm-hmm. I was going to say really quickly, Monday, one of the things I appreciate about you is very much your like logic and practicality in the way you think, you know, obviously you're a scientist, so that's the way your brain works, but it, it, I'm so emotional and like everything's very flowy and like what what is it what what works for you and like how are you feeling that I almost forget to structure right to use the word that you Mm -hmm. use to structure things um to communicate and I think that's probably the bigger umbrella that you're talking about is just really communicating it but I think it's you are so spot on in saying that it 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 beholdens people to something right like now they have to operate in this way and they might feel like it's too much but honestly like communication foundations that should be part of any relationship whether it's Mm -hmm. convenience dating casual dating real you know open poly bds like it, it should be in anything that we do and i just don't think we learn how to do it right like we That's see exactly how people are sh- thinking we see how people show up in online dating um and i think also part of like not knowing how to do it it's also the fear of like well if i say this how will the person respond and if they mm-hmm. don't respond how I, how i want them to respond maybe in a not the most positive way what how will that cause me to feel and then how will i respond in turn Exactly. And I knew that that was my reason for being afraid of those conversations, but I figured I would ask y'all what you thought anyway. But yeah, (laughs) that's definitely my thing on conversations like that. It's my total fear of rejection. It's my fear that I will propose a plan and you just won't be into the plan. And, and by not being into the plan, I'll feel like that's a rejection of me. Whereas what I need from people generally is like, if you're not into my plan, then okay, balls in your court, you make the plan. Like you suggest something, you propose how you want this thing to work. But when you bring nothing to the table, but you also rejected what I brought to the table, it's like, we're at an impasse. Like, what do we, what do we do here? Like, okay. I have a question for you all in terms of, cause I'm also been thinking about like, with having conversations with like my other friends and things like that in terms of like, as a rule, like, cause one thing that I think could actually be very nerve wracking about conveniencing is that this other person can be conveniencing with others as well. And so like, how, that, yeah. how do you keep yourself like safe? Cause I know, and that's the other thing that I think, right. When you have these conversations, that's another thing in terms of people's boundaries and also too like that level of commitment where it's like, okay, well, if we're conveniencing, can we make sure that like we are exclusively conveniencing? Mm. Um, Because, you know, like you just want to make sure that you're being safe um, and you present that to the person. And I feel like if that person isn't willing to keep you all safe, I mean, right. Like that also gives another level to this where it's like, well, that person could tell you that you're exclusive and then you're not. Right. Right. People love to tell you what you, what they think you want to hear. Um, But I think for, (laughs) <laughs> so this probably doesn't answer your question, but for me, if I'm being convenient with someone in any kind of way, I don't feel obligated to tell them if I'm being convenient with others and I don't hold them to any obligation to tell me. I honestly just kind of make the assumption that if we've not set exclusivity, then we are not exclusive in any, whether that's like legit dating, like convenient seeing or what have you, like 
if we haven't, I'm sorry, like that is owed a conversation. So you cannot mm-hmm. assume like, you know, guys on, on the dating apps or people I've dated, like you cannot assume that I'm not dating or talking to, really, I mean, truly just talking to um, anyone else because I don't recall you asked me to be my girlfriend or you, shit, why am I getting all of those messed up today? I don't recall you asking me to be your girlfriend. There we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like, I think what I have learned over the, what, 10 years of dating or whatever at this point, I definitely used to be that girlfriend that nobody asked me to be playing wifey that nobody proposed. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like, let me do all these things because I'm sure that's where we're headed. Let me do all this extra stuff because we'll get there. He'll ask or we'll have that conversation. And we never did. And so you were getting someone who was treating you like a priority. And I was getting someone who was treating me like an option, which I took that from another dating expert. But um, but I that really stood out to me um, because I was like, wow, like I really be over here kind of overextending myself just for them to be in the convenience singer, for them to be in the casual realm and me not to be. And so that was definitely something I learned in my twenties. And you're not going to, even if secretly I might just be talking to you or like focusing most of my attention on you, I'm probably not going to make it a point to make that a big known fact that like, yes, you're the person that I'm focusing my attention on until you, until you give me a reason until we have the conversation or until like we give each other a reason, right? Like I just, like you said, it's about managing your expectations. And that's that's really, I think, the key there. I don't know. What do you think, Louise? When y'all were talking about convenience dating, I definitely did not think of it as an exclusive thing. Like, I thought yeah. it was more like an understanding, but not like an exclusive thing. And I think this is where if we were to do a Venn diagram where casual dating and convenience dating have in the middle is the non-exclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. Now, convenience dating might uh, nat- it might be exclusive because naturally you're in an area where there's not that many people <laughs> you'd want to sure. date anyway. So you're sure. just like, this is convenient. Um, yeah. uh, this is just convenient. But I think I think it'll be interesting because I feel like, and I actually love the f- the framework uh, Chatrice talked about optional versus priority. And I feel like you could be in a convenient being in a convenience dating conveniently dating someone puts you in the priority but they might Mm -hmm. also be seeing other people that are more optional right Mm -hmm. so I think it elevates you but it doesn't make you the only person yeah oh gotcha something that should be discussed right 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 Um, yeah but I meant in terms of like with setting up sort of the setting up the convenience scene if you're having this conversation with a person and doing your check-ins to just be kind of like so you know, I don't need to know X, Y, and Z, who mm. it is, whatever. Like, I don't need to know any of that. That's not my business. That's your business. But, you know, all I want to know is, is like, are you being safe? Yeah. Do I have yeah. anything to worry about? Like, it's, it's one of those things where like, just having that open communication, like I was more so like getting your opinions in terms of like people being resistant to that, to thinking that people are just trying to like, check in on them or whatever like you checking up on me oh like, i see i see i'm making sure that i'm safe so nobody is saying we need to be exclusive i'm saying Got that it. make sure you're out there being safe because i'm not trying to expose myself to anything that's what i meant in terms of when you're having this conversation like how do you go about it where people don't automatically jump to say oh well, you're trying to 
you know, wife me up X, Y, and Z or whatever, <laughs> mm. you yeah. know, no, yeah. like you're looking into this too deeply. Nobody's trying they to usually are. <laughs> no one's controlling you, honey. This is not a SZA album. We don't have time for that. I will wrap us up with this because you kind of spoke to it a little bit, Monet, um, earlier. But actually, actually, before I get to that last question, I did want to say that I like the way that you kind of first brought up conveniencing, which is that there should not be shame or stigma or anything attached to basically dating someone that you don't see yourself with long term. Like maybe we don't all want to always be looking for a long-term relationship because even when I was like looking up stuff on convenience dating I think a lot of it was positioned in the negative of like well 10 red flags for you know how you know you're trapped in a convenience relationship I'm like who said we had to be trapped like what if we are actively selecting to have romantical come uh companionship that isn't supposed to be long-term like what if what if that was the kind of radical way of thinking that we kind of add it to our our dating portfolios and I I don't think it's a bad thing so my final question for both of y'all is when thinking about conveniencing or convenience relationships do you think it helps or hurts what could potentially be your ultimate relationship goals let's say if your ultimate relationship goal was to have a long-term committed relationship do you think conveniencing can hinder you to getting towards that goal, moving towards that goal, or do you think it could help or both? I think that it can, I personally think it can help. I think it helps in a way where one, hopefully you're getting your needs met if you are conveniencing. Um, But two, I think it really helps you to learn what you don't want if that person that you're conveniencing with, if nothing flourishes from that. There have been relationships that I've heard about from friends and relatives where it kind of started off as a, this is just a casual thing. And then, you know, boom, they're engaged, married, et cetera, et cetera. Things Mm -hmm. can flourish from these kind of things, but also too, if they don't, it's something where it's like, I actually don't want this. Or, you know, being a person that, you know, may not like conveniencing this is your first time conveniencing you're just kind of trying something new because you just got out of a <laughs> like a long relationship and you're like this isn't for me just knowing what you want um and also taking qualities from that person that you may actually want in a person in a long-term relationship I mm-hmm. think that maybe I'm taking the most optimistic view of it but I think that it can actually well, help you. and you're kind of on a relationship journey because it is a journey and when you get to the person who you know you're supposed to be that you're made for that God put on this earth for you. There's somebody out there, you know, like whatever that, whatever your, whoever your soulmate is, right. Like you get there and you're like, I went through all of this, whatever, fill in the blank, right. All of this mess, all of whatever, just to get to this person where it's like, Mm -hmm. this is who I'm supposed to be with. And it just clicks and it makes sense. I think that conveniencing can actually be very positive. I think in a way that it may hinder your relationship goals, once again, if you don't have a clear um, agreement or a clear understanding or things kind of get complicated and, you know, one party is kind of being um, more convenient than the other, (laughs) I think that can hinder your relationship goals if you're a person where you get attached to the other party and they don't want you and then you are now holding on to that person and just really making others pay for that in future relationships or mm-hmm. having some thought in your mind or in your heart, like this person's going to come back. And it's like, 
no honey, like they weren't there in the beginning. <laughs> right. You know? so I think and that was the best it ever was going to be. <laughs> Louise, what about you? What do you think, like, as far as convenience dating and how it could potentially help or hurt future kind of relationship goals? Yes. Well, I know we're winding down, but before I answer that question, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I really enjoy listening to Monet. Cause like, I'm like, am I like, am I getting like a testimony? Am I sitting in front of a lecture? <laughs> like you have just such a, you have Monet, you have such like a wonderful pacing to your voice and like a very <laughs> soft matter, soft, like matter of fact voice. I don't know if like that makes sense, but it's, it's actually like, I really enjoy listening to you. Like I, I could like, I don't know. Anyway, get a podcast, do something audio. You have like a wonderful speaking voice. Yes. If you're on, if you get on the speaking circuit, you know, <laughs> let us know and we'll be there yes. to support. What I liked about what Monet shared was the relationship journey. And so I think that's mm-hmm. where convenience dating can help because it can help you get practice as weird as that sounds, right? Yeah, Just no. dating, yeah, being with someone. Um, but I like what Monet said about kind of this, um, retroactive or like looking back to see like once you find your person and what that means for all these other dating experiences. Um, I also think too, like, I think part of the thing that I was really also thinking about convenience dating is like the attachment stuff. And as someone Mm -hmm. who gets attached really quickly sometimes. Guilty. um, And I really appreciated the reminder from Monet to like not have, not, if you get attached and let's say it doesn't go well to not have the other people that come after that experience, like pay for it. Um, oh, and that's something yeah. that I'm still like learning about because I'm like, Oh God, what if it goes <laughs> bad? Right. To like the, the other, the other thing that I was saying. And so, yeah, I think all in all convenience dating can help and just getting to know yourself better. I think convenience dating to what Monet or how Monet described it with like this, the structure and this very logical way of thinking it sets up both people for success to use very businessy terms but yeah it, it considers both people's needs if done in that way yeah I feel like convenience dating is like um like diet dating dating light if you will like it's you should you know invest as much as you believe you should invest in it right but like let's not fool ourselves like this isn't something that is set up to be long-term meeting the parents if that's something that's serious to you or what have you like this is convenient like that really is the optimal word for what we're describing right because it just should feel convenient for whatever it is you need at the moment and so I think you know what I take from conveniencing and casual dating is that we all need therapy. <laughs> we all need a therapist because none of us really know how to communicate and nobody taught us how to communicate in situations like these. Everyone told us to go get married and find a spouse, but no one told us about the journey that we all have to embark upon to get there and what all that entails and how that looks so different for everyone. And so, um, you know, you may need, especially like during the pandemic and like Demona had kind of talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago of like, how people are coming out of the pandemic feeling, um, some are feeling like loosey-goosey, like let's be out here, hot girl summer. And some are like, no, like I've now learned I am ready to be in a relationship. And then there's all of us who are in between who are like, I don't don't know, whatever. Um, So in those whatever in between times, please go find a therapist (laughs) in your local area. I think they do online and telehealth now because we could just all, I mean, Monet, you started like to be full circle talking about the tenderoni experiencing trauma like in dating and relationships that was you know what he was probably projecting out to me right and we all are guilty of doing that and so I'm like if we could just all 
I wish there was like free therapy for every person of color just automatically, which I mean, there are a lot of free therapy options, but like quality, like good therapists of color who like understand the stories because Chile, I just want to date a guy one day who's like, yeah, I'm like totally working on myself. And I've been seeing my therapist for like six months or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, but anyway, no, I love the idea of conveniencing. I think it's a great in-between time while you're maybe taking a pause from doing serious dating or long-term committed dating or whatever. Um, so just have fun out there, be safe, do what you need to do to feel safe. Like I said, I have my conversations with these Negroes before anything goes down. Like, I don't want you thinking, Mm -mm, this is not a raw oyster bar like we're not doing that (laughs) but again that's my boundary Um, but yes Monet thank you so much for coming on today's episode with us you are awesome as always and cuties I hope y'all have enjoyed hearing us talk with Monet about conveniencing we'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this good stuff be sure to uh, hit us up with your tales fails and details on insta our website we're all over the place we're on um what are we on um tiktok thank you tiktok and other other things that louise will say at the end of the episode but anyway until next week be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence Bye. Bye. Awesome. Yay. Hey, Courting Cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.